I used to be customer facing and, and I'm not anymore. Um, so I think there's kind of a place for each depending on what motivates you. Are you more motivated from, you know, building something or from talking to someone about it? Uh, I definitely think there's a balance because there are those of us who like both. Um, so one thing that um, for me coming into this role, I also kind of questioned it. I was like, as an SE, I did love building things and then talking about it. I, I really liked both sides of it. So um, I think we have to strike that balance between the two roles. And I think that's what a lot of organizations are still figuring out. Hey everyone, George Soto here and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Marissa Bloodgood, who's a senior demo engineer at Rike. I know you folks are based in Silicon Valley, but specifically San Jose, right? Yeah, that's correct. So our headquarters is based in San Jose, um, but we also have uh, offices around the globe. I'm based in um, San Diego, where we have a, a large office based down here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to chat today. I lived in San Diego about, hmm, I'm going to say, yeah, almost 15 years ago, maybe a little, a little less. And I lived in North Park. I lived in oh gosh, I'm blanking out. It was another neighborhood near there. And then I used to work in uh, the downtown area. So I was a nightclub promoter in the evenings. And then uh, I was working on a startup in Rancho Bernardo. Uh, that was my buddy's startup. Again, this was quite a long time ago. So I have a you know little sweet spot for San Diego for sure. That's awesome. I actually just moved here a few weeks ago. Um, I took the opportunity. I just started working at Reich about like eight months ago. And obviously everything was still locked down. And even now we're still all working from home. But the fact that the company had a large base in San Diego, I used that as an excuse requiring me to relocate to San Diego. So here I am. Not bad at all, right? Well, yeah. Well, why don't you take a quick second to introduce yourself and, you know, tell folks a little bit about your career background. How'd you get into demo engineering? Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I really think everything from my first career role um, had an impact in me landing here. I started off my career in a general client services organization. Um, that tech company really had a unique approach where client services handled everything. There weren't these separate roles of, you know, a BDR, a seller, an SE. Um, it really was all wrapped into one. So I learned, you know, right out of college, everything from support, account management, implementation, and sales. And then after that, I transitioned into a sales engineer role at a startup. And I actually didn't even know what sales engineering was when I joined that. I actually had applied to a different role and they were like, no, you'd be better at sales engineering. So I learned that. Um, and being that it was a startup, we also had to wear a lot of hats. And I, um, along with the rest of my team, did a lot of work behind the scenes to build out corporate demo content, in addition to working opportunities with sellers. And that really led me to uncover a need for a role where your focus really is you know, building that content, leveling up, 
your demo, um, your environments and your top tracks and all of that to then impact the entire sales org. Um, and then, like I mentioned, you know, about eight months ago, I landed at Reich because they happened to be looking to fill this exact type of role, which again, I didn't even know demo engineer was a title or a role. Um, but I, the, you know, the description of it really aligned with what I had been looking for. And, you know, here I am building out the demo engineering team at Reich. Amazing. Amazing. Well, let's actually dig into what demo engineering is. I got a ping this morning from one of our AEs and he was asking for any collateral or any like podcast that we've done with demo engineers, which we have. We just haven't post-produced any yet. It's been mostly sales engineers and sales leaders. And he was specifically asking for a prospect who's now looking to build out a demo engineering organization. So maybe we can help them out a little bit. What is a demo engineering organization and why the heck is it so popular right now? It seems to be kind of like blowing up everywhere. Yeah, it really does. And it seems, at least from my perspective, you know, a few years ago, I didn't know what a sales engineer was. That um, that role started evolving, you know, just within the past maybe five, 10 years and really getting traction. And now we're in this phase where we're taking it to the next level and kind of splitting up that role into two, where you have the sales engineer who is more of a seller. And then you have the demo engineer who is more of that technical background. So for us at Reich, um, like I mentioned, I'm the first one that was hired, the first demo engineer. And so far, I mean, it's been less than a year, I've been really focused on enhancing our corporate content. So our corporate demo templates that all of the sellers are using, those top tracks, um, really creating more like value top tracks around it rather than feature function based and um, creating more, you know, vertical based uh, content. So um, you know, our tool historically was used in a few sets of verticals, um, and we just had general demo tracks around that. So now we're expanding it. How can we apply those tracks to different personas, um, things like that? So the, I think that's one layer to it, which is the corporate content. Um, and obviously important because it touches, you know, everyone in the org who's talking about the product. Um, but then the other layer of it and kind of where I'm at right now with my team is expanding it and adding on more demo engineers to actually work opportunities with the sellers. Um, so I think, you know, one thing I was recently reflecting on is, you know, how do you differentiate a, an org that needs a demo engineering team versus doesn't? Mm -hmm. And I think the deciding factor is really when the sales engineers are putting off customer facing conversations to do heads down work of building a demo. That I think is detrimental to their purpose. You know, they're there to be customer facing employees and really articulating the product directly to the customer. When they have to turn that away to build a demo, that's when you know you need some more hands on keyboards and, you know, people behind the scenes supporting those opportunities. Um, and doing that heads down work. Gotcha. What do you think this does for the sales engineers out there that are, you know, let's say a little more technical in nature, mm -hmm. don't really love being customer facing, but because they are, let's say more 
comfortable with those interactions than your typical backend engineer or just engineer product engineer that they're put in those positions. Do you think this sort of like now allows for like more specialization, even from a qualitative perspective amongst those folks who fit into that, you know, sort of sales engineering, sales slash engineering, uh, you know, let's say internal persona? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that just like with sales engineers, you can have, um, you know, kind of more of that entry level SE that's like a platform SE. Then you have senior SEs, principal SEs. Um, I think we can have the same thing apply to the demo engineers. So you can be more experienced and, you know, have that seller background and, and focus on the demo engineering role if you're more technical and and you prefer kind of working on your own or internally. I mean, I kind of took that that step back. I used to be customer facing and, and I'm not anymore. Um, so I think there's kind of a place for each depending on what motivates you. Are you more motivated from you know building something or from talking to someone about it? Uh, I definitely think there's a balance because there are those of us who like both. Um, so one thing that um, for me coming into this role, I also kind of questioned it. I was like, as an SE, I did love building things and then talking about it. I, I really liked both sides of it. So um, I think we have to strike that balance between the two roles. And I think that's what a lot of organizations are still figuring out and if you have figured it out, let me know. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely that trajectory for a demo engineer. Um, but I will also add, you know, from right now, we're really heavily hiring for demo engineers and we're looking to start at more of the entry level demo engineer to give people the opportunity to grow their career, rather whether they wanted to stick down that path or even see sales engineering as that next role. Um, obviously, a sales engineer is not an entry-level job. You have to have, you know, some kind of customer-facing and technical experience to get there. So um, I see demo engineering actually as a stepping stone to even get there. Interesting, interesting. That reminds me of, and I always bring this up just because I've always been on the sales side until these days. Uh, yeah. You know, certainly the last couple of years been on the marketing side, but I started off as an SDR, right? Mm -hmm. And grew into other roles. This kind of reminds me of that SDR role where you could use it as a stepping stone to then get into closing as an AE, move up yeah. in the enterprise, whatever it is, or you can make a career as a sales development rep, right? There's yeah. people do, that do that or move up as a manager. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see it very similarly, you know, like you mentioned at the end there, you can take that career path all the way through, or you can pivot to any of the other types of roles in, um, in sales. Awesome. Cause you have that exposure, like you're learning part of, you know, when a demo engineer gets an assignment, let's say we're talking about like the half of their job that is working on opportunities they're getting, you know, a list of customer requirements. It's a real customer scenario. Um, the SE is sharing what they learned on a discovery. You know, they're being exposed to the standard sales motions, even though maybe they're not on that call, they're being exposed to everything that happens um, to get to that point so that the demo engineer can do their job to build the demo 
And then maybe they are joining the demo and shadowing the SE presenting it. And that's how they're learning, you know, I want to be able to do that. Or they're hearing the AE talk and they're like, I want to do that. I want to manage that relationship. I want to, you know, become friends with my clients um, and they can pivot down that path. I think, you know, so many doors can open um, from starting in this type of role. Awesome. And, and I see the demo engineer uh, kind of being in different uh, organizations. And this kind of reminds me again, going back to the SDR. Sometimes you have the SDR in sales, sometimes it's in marketing, and it may be called an MDR or BDR. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a couple of times like the sales engineer be in marketing or product marketing. Where do you see it sitting? Yeah. And how do we kind of determine whether it should be under sales or marketing? I think that's a great question. Um, for us at Reich, it is in the sales engineering org. Um, so we all roll up together. But I mean, ultimately, the demo engineer touches all of those departments you just referenced. Obviously, the sellers, you know, I've had uh, many conversations with direct sellers, um, the directors, the VPs, uh, you know, we have to make sure what we're creating is useful to them. Um, then even enablement, I almost think it's really, really closely related to enablement. I've collaborated with them a lot on creating the demo content that all of our sellers learn when they're first being onboarded. Um, product marketing, um, we have solution innovations, which is, you know, a team of industry experts coming up with different ways our solution can be used, which is obviously very relevant to um, how you're demoing it. And then even some collaboration with like customer success on creating new use cases. So I think this role touches everything and depending on your org could make sense in any of them. You know, maybe you do want your demo engineering team to be those industry experts and, and you are sitting within like CS or, or something like that. Um, but for, for us, it makes sense to be in sales engineering because um, I personally have learned the most from the sales engineering team, being that the demo engineering role is new um, and the sales engineers are, you know, the product expert in that pre-sales cycle. Um, that's where it's, it's been best for me to kind of pick up on, you know, what are the historical motions of the org and how do we pivot those to, to meet the future and, and scaling? Awesome. You know, if you think about the stack, we, we talk about the sales development stack and the MarTech stack and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Everyone has a stack and, you know, it's okay. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of making fun of myself because I talked a lot about that over the last few years. But if you were to think about the the demo engineering stack, of course, Reprise is trying to be one of the right. uh, in that stack. And uh, we hope that that's, you know, kind of how it, it uh, evolves moving forward. However, right now, being that you've been doing this type of work for, for a while now, probably longer than most folks out there, uh, certainly in this new category, demo engineering, what yeah. would you say is the, the stack right now? And kind of what does that look like? Yeah, so... Um... This isn't directly related to reprise or really anything in a stack, but I can't not say it. Like I just, it has to be pointed out first and foremost, the number one tool in your stack is your tool. It's, it's your product. That's the, I think every demo engineer person who's getting into demo engineering 
needs to recognize that. And that's something, you know, as I'm interviewing demo engineers, I'm really emphasizing, like you will be working in our tool for most of your job, like that you're building demos in our tool. You have to make sure you like it. So one thing, you know, we have to point out, um, and then also like integration platforms to connect our tool to others. Um, historically in my previous role, we would use like documentation tools. So, you know, secondary to the actual live environment of demo environment, we would use, um, just platforms to document how something's built out, why it's built that way. I think that's a crucial piece. Um, at Rike, we use Rike and Guru for things like that. Um, I also, you know, just super basic use G Suite, like Google Docs for the script and um, even sheets to create like a matrix of the script and kind of the different flows you could take your demo. Um, and then one other thing, haven't been using Reprise, but we have been using just Figma, which is not really a demo tool, but um, we've been able to just repurpose it for you know, we already had it to create like static demos where it's really just screenshots. It's like probably the most basic version. Um, but that's probably the most unique thing we have in our stack. Awesome. And, you know, now that you're interviewing quite a few demo engineers real quick, like does anything come to mind around what you're looking for? Like what does the optimal yeah. uh, demo engineer look like? Yeah, definitely. So one just like general quality that I look for is like the hunger and the drive. I actually love when I meet someone who is like, yeah, I'm interested in this demo engineer role, but I ultimately want to become a sales engineer. I love that because I know that means that they are going to, you know, always be putting their best foot forward, always be building the best demos and curious to learn um, more about, you know, getting to the next step. Um, but also I think the biggest thing is their communication being that it is an internal role and they're, we're basically taking what historically was one role, the sales engineer, building their own demos and presenting it. And now we're splitting it up into two. So we have you creating this and we need to make sure that you one can intake information and understand it to build the demo that's needed and then also be able to articulate it back to the internal stakeholders, whether it's just the SE or also the seller, or in the case of you know the corporate demo content, just everyone in the sales org, um, you, you need to find a concise way to kind of like digest what's in the demo environment and how to best present it. Awesome, I should have done like a, symbol there. It was awesome. Uh, thank <laughs> you so much for your time. I don't want to hold you up anymore, but I know that yeah. you folks are hiring quite a bit. So if folks want to learn more about demo engineering opportunities at Reich, working on your team, or maybe connect with you to learn more about yeah. the role, what are some good URLs or, you know, social handles to, uh, to reach you? 
Um, probably best would be on LinkedIn. I can send you the link. It's linkedin.com slash in slash marissa.bloodgood. Um, so yeah, I would be happy to hear from anyone, whether you're looking to get into this type of role, I would love to share my experiences, um, and more about Reich. Um, or if you're in this role and you just want to talk, I love chatting with anyone sharing ideas. Um, maybe I could learn something from you. Maybe I can share something with you. Um, would love to connect with anyone interested. Awesome. Well, enjoy San Diego. Uh, <laughs> Hit up PB also. It's such a great area. That's the yeah. cool thing about San Diego. You have like PB, that, you know, kind of beachy feel, surfer uh, town area. You have up north, right? Like northern uh, county, yeah. San Diego, little Italy downtown, the gas lamp. There is a great tapas restaurant in the gas lamp called Sevilla, Cafe Sevilla. Now, I don't know if they're still around. I don't know if they made okay. it. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, but it's awesome. I used to go there, drink way too much sangria, and then the uh, flamenco guitarist would let me go up and sing. Uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That's amazing. I really hope they're still there and I can check that out. <laughs> Definitely check it out. It was worth it. I, I was there every night. Uh, Love it. Literally. And <laughs> we'll have a wonderful morning, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a late morning. We're about to get to, to lunch soon. So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Great chatting. We'll talk soon. Likewise.